Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, 49ers faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And again, you know, I, I say this every week, and I'm sticking with it. It's my favorite episode of the week, every week. <laughs> Diving into the opponents, kind of, you know, what the, what makes them tick, the film, the stats, the analytics, all that stuff. It's it's just it's refreshing. It's very very fun. So what we're doing today? This is the 49ers vs Bengals preview and scouting episode. And also, man, shout out to Juan Solis, uh, the amazing man that he is. He decided to step up his game even further. He went and <laughs> we always break down the press conferences of the 49ers and the film of the 49ers. This dude <laughs> went behind the scenes and started breaking down the Bengals press conferences this week. So not only are we going to be hearing from Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, Fred Warner, uh, some other 49ers. We're also going to be hearing from Zach Taylor, the the head coach and offensive coordinator for the Bengals, Joe Burrow. We've got a lot of stuff to get into today. Um, so buckle in. We got a lot of stuff. Get your questions ready. Love all the hashtag CCs out there. And the goal is this when you walk away from today's episode. To completely understand not only what to watch for, the main matchups um, on offense and defense for both teams, but a very clear understanding of the expectations going into this game for both teams and how each team will win this game or lose this game. That's the idea. Uh, you know, we, we could set it up, all, all that stuff, uh, but the players have to determine what's going to happen there. Eggy, uh, <laughs> he says, how was Chapman Jr.'s flag football match? Well, they were 4-0. And they lost in overtime. Um, and so there's two dominant teams in this division. So they're going to play again in the championship round. They have a two-game lead on everybody else. Uh, but, yeah, they lost in overtime. It was, it was a good game. Uh, they just came up short. Now they get to play the same game uh, again for the championship match. So we'll have to see there. I'll update you guys next week. I think the they played Thursday. Uh, not a lot of teams uh, in this league. But, uh, yeah, so we'll have to see what's there. Now, let's go to the Bengals. Let's, let's talk about these, these guys and kind of what they are and who they've been. Because it's a very mirrored story, just in the AFC, to the 49ers this year. They're 7-5. and five. They are the number 6 seed in the AFC. But, man, they are either red hot or ice cold. There's not a lot of games. There are a few games that are close. But, man, they either win by a lot or lose by a lot. Um so th this game's weird start to finish and almost impossible to predict, especially with the 49ers injuries. We'll talk more about that. Um, but here we go. Let, let's let's talk about their wins, okay? Uh, starting with the earliest all the way up to the front. So they beat the Vikings by three in overtime. Close game. Then they beat the Steelers by 14. Then they played the Jags and won by three. Close game. Then they beat the Lions by 23. Ravens by 24, by far their most significant win of the year. Raiders by 19, Steelers by 31. So definitely some huge wins. Now let's go through their losses. Bears by three, close. Packers by three at overtime, close. They lost to the Jets by three, close. The Browns beat them by 25, and just last week, the Chargers beat them by 19. So it, they're very Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde, similar to the 49ers, right? Which team's going to show up? Now, the Chargers game last year was crazy. <laughs> I think one of the like biggest like swing games of the year. Because if you look at it, 
They were down 24-0 to start, the Bengals, to the Chargers. Okay, so they're down 24-0. They fight back 24-22. They score 22 straight points, and then they just lose it again. And they end up giving up 17 unanswered. And so they lost pretty big by 19 points. And that's kind of where it's left. Now, the injuries are going to play a huge role in this for both teams. Once you're at this point in the NFL, injuries are a real thing. For everybody. Now, the 49ers, almost always one of the most injured teams ever. But they have some significant injuries as well. So they have two players that have already been called out. Um, running back Chris Evans, not a big loss there. Even I mean, I understand, but I think he's the third or fourth running back, whatever. But their starting linebacker, their best defensive player, in my opinion, linebacker Logan Wilson. Uh, not a very well-recognized name. He leads the team in tackles and interceptions the linebacker position he got four interceptions this year uh jimmy got lucky because <laughs> like watching the film like you could just like superimpose jimmy on a lot of logan wilson's interceptions where it's that dropping linebacker into that hook to curl zone on the backside, and jimmy just throws it like nobody's there anyway so we got kind of lucky there doubtful defensive tackle tyler shelvin linebacker marcus bailey now this is what's again the Bengals only have three linebackers healthy, very similar to the 49ers' plight last week. And their starters are out. They have one starter um, that's playing, uh, Pratt, who I really, really liked coming out of the draft two years ago. But they're going to have to call up some practice squad players. Like, they are shy at the linebacker position, which would be even more important if the 49ers could run the ball the way that they want to run the ball. However, we'll get into that. Uh, let's finish up with the... Bengals scouting report. Now, questionable, and this one's as big as any. Running back Joe Mixon. Now, I think he will play. He has not practiced all week with an illness, a non-COVID illness. Um, he's just been kind of standing on the side of practice, and so they're trying to get him better. My assumption is he will play for sure. Wide receiver T. Higgins, who's an absolute stud. Uh, his ankle, he's going to play. He's questionable. And their nickel corner, Chidobi Awuzie, who's a hell of a player. He's questionable with a foot. He's going to play as well. But the injuries don't stop there because their quarterback, who is by far one of their best players, had like the broken pinky. Um, I, I swear this is like the year of the finger injury. Um, I mean, it's just an absolute – Russell Wilson, obviously, in his hype video. Uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell broke his finger. Um, who else? There's a couple other quarterbacks. Burrow. Uh, you could throw Urban Meyer in there. Oh, man, I better play a clip quick before I get in trouble. <laughs> um, here is Joe Burrow. Oh, man, I should have said that. It's the live show. I can't take that off. Uh, here is Joe Burrow talking about uh, his pinky and how it affects him. Oh, man, that's going to be bad. Doesn't hit The ball doesn't hit the pinky too much when you're in the center. You can compensate for that. Are you going to practice it? Um, for a little bit. We'll see. Have you, have you thrown a ball since Sunday? I have not, no. When is it most painful? If you're saying that's when it's kind of least painful on your center, when does it bother you the most? Uh, if it gets hit, it's uh, a little painful, but um, it's getting better each day. How about handoffs, Joe? What do you think? Uh... It shouldn't be an issue. So, the issue is he didn't throw a football from Sunday all the way to Thursday. Now, he's played through this injury last week and, you know, played relatively well. Uh, definitely some turnovers there. But the dude can play it again. Whatever he said, like, ah, oh, if I get hit, that's when the issue is. Not an issue handing the ball off. Not really an issue throwing it. Um, Adam, thank you for the Taysom Hill. That's right. Taysom Hill and the injured finger, whatever. AJ, <laughs> appreciate the Urban Meyer laughing. I'm pretty sure I lost a couple subscribers there. I hope not. And, and uh, like, let's be real. This is an Ohio State game, okay? Uh, Burrow, you know, what he did at Ohio State. You got Nick Bosa, what he did at Ohio State. Sam Hubbard. Like, there's there's just a lot of Ohio State. It's played, right? Cincinnati. Like, this is, it, it's interesting. Um, so those things are there. And their injuries are big, but they're not like ours. Uh, so let's go ahead. Let's <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend time. Let's talk about the 49ers. Um, and their injures, injuries, because they're they're plentiful. Elijah Mitchell's ruled out. This is the biggest one. Man, maybe not the biggest one. Him and Debo, I think, are just so pivotal to letting Kyle Shanahan try to be Kyle Shanahan. And without either one of them, it's not Kyle Shanahan. So this week at running back, it's going to be Jeff Wilson and Jermichael Hasty, who I, I like both of those players, neither one of which. 
Neither one are anywhere close to the rookie Elijah Mitchell. Um, but here is the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, talking about Hasty and his recovery and kind of what that looks like. Um, I, mean, I think Hasty came real far. I mean, I think he got a lot better this year to where he was at last year. I thought he had a hell of a training camp. Um, so when Raheem went down, he kind of slid his, himself as our third down back. And then he got, a, I believe it was a high ankle sprain versus Philly, which set him back. Um, about a month, came back in and was starting to ease in there and do some pretty good things and then got another one, um, which has put him out the last month. So uh, last week was his first practice back, and I thought he did a good job, and hopefully he'll continue to get healthier and not have any setbacks. And I think the difference between Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty, several things, okay? Jeff Wilson's much more of a power guy. Um, jack-of-all-trades type of a guy, can pass protect, can catch out of the backfield, can run between the tackles, all those things. Not a speedster. Not an elusive whatever. He's more of a thumper. Jamichael Hasty, much more explosive, much more dynamic, much more open field. And so the way in which Hasty's been used all year is third down guy, we're putting you out there, that's it. So we're going to have to see. I, I hope they spice that up a little bit. I don't want it just to be Jeff Wilson first and second down, Hasty third down, because Hasty needs rushes on first and second down to be successful. That's one of the things that I really, really hope transpires in this game. Um, I really want to see a much more dynamic use of both running backs instead of just pigeonholing them into Jeff Wilson first, second down, Hasty, your third down passing downs. Like, I don't want it to be that way. Um, now, <laughs> get some comments on the hat. Uh, appreciate that. Um, now, if you want this, it's under residency. That's where you would get this hat. But instead of the E in residency, it's a three. Okay, so it's residency with the three. So three NCY. Uh, you can go check that out. Uh, just look them up. Type in residency SF hats. And then this is one of the several that pull up there. So, yeah, go enjoy that. Uh, you see a lot of the 49ers with this hat on as well. Now, more players that are out. Emmanuel Mosley being out, that's gigantic. Greenlaw being out hurts, but not near as bad because we have Aziz and Warner back this week. That's good news. Maurice Hurst continues to be out. And Cannon, Trenton Cannon with that terrible concussion head injury, he's not playing either, so he's resting. Now, questionable, and this is huge. And you know, We're going to get to the betting portion of this podcast like we do every Saturday at the end. I'm telling you right now, I'm not betting this game at all. Until I know if Debo is playing or not. And he's going to be a true game time decision. So we're not going to know until about an hour before. Um, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not putting any money on this game until I know whether he's in or out. Uh, because that affects everything. If Debo's playing, okay, I, I'm backing off my Kittle numbers. I'm backing off my Ayuk numbers. Uh, and I'm backing off my Jeff Wilson numbers. If Debo is not playing, I'm doing the opposite. I'm betting over on Kittle like we did last week, over on Ayuk. Over on Jeff Wilson. So it just depends. And it, it's such a paramount piece of what Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers, are going to do with or without him. So I, I'm just like, yep, yeah, my hands are up. I'm not touching this game in any way, shape, or form until I know if Debo's playing. That's how that's how important he is. And that's a testament to Debo. Um, you know, the second most important player on this offense, I would say probably Elijah Mitchell and George Kittle. Those three guys are huge. And you're missing two out of three of those possibly this week. Scares the hell out of me. And AJ, I'm with you. He says, uh, is this a Jimmy G dependent game with the run game being subpar? If so, scary. Yeah, you don't win this game by Jimmy Garoppolo throwing a bunch. You don't win any game by Jimmy. He can win games doing that, but that's not what you want. Um, that is not what you want. Tommy, he says, is it really smart to play Debo? Uh, hashtag re-injury. That's a good question. Um... You know, he hasn't practiced all week. This is a very similar injury to one that he had previously, he said, at which he missed one game, came back, and was decent when he came back, but not great. So I, I don't know. Um, in my pecking order of games, importance, long-term for the playoffs this year, this one's very low. Obviously, you want to win them all. That that's, goes without saying. But it's not that simple, right? You're not pushing all the chips in this week. And so if Debo doesn't feel great... Yeah, you, you do not rush him back this week because you can lose this game and still be the seventh seed. Like, not even, like, you don't have to depend on anybody else. If every team, I've said this all week, people don't listen. Some of you guys listen. I appreciate it. <laughs> the 49ers lose this and every team behind us wins. We are still the seventh seed because we own the tiebreakers versus the teams behind us, the Vikings, the Eagles. So it doesn't matter. We're still the seventh seed. 
but you don't want to, you know, continue to deteriorate that cushion. You don't want to be a six and seven team. That that's not where you want to be. You want to win this game. And we'll talk about how they're going to do that if it does happen. Now, outside of Debo being questionable, game time decision, so is Dante Johnson. And this one's a big deal. I, I know I joke around a lot and do the number 27 whole thing because uh, I don't like saying bad things about him. Uh, he's out for personal reasons. I have no clue what is going on. But I can tell you this, and I think this is important. When you see the injury designation for a personal reason, whether it's football, basketball, whatever, you assume the worst, and you move forward with a point of empathy and you know just compassion. So I, I just want to say I hope Dante Johnson and his family are all okay. Um, if he does play, which they said there's still a chance he could play this week, again, I don't want to know. Um, he's made it, he does want this to be known out there. So whatever they're going through, I apologize to him and his family. I hope that they get it taken care of. Football is not the priority in that situation. Uh, but if he, he does make it, he will start. He will start at corner opposite Josh Norman, which will be a problem for sure. But if he does not make it, here's the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, talking about which rookie cornerback would be starting opposite of Norman. Yeah, they're all right there. They're all real close on about the same level. So, um, and we obviously haven't thought they're there to just throw in the starting position yet. So we're trying to get one of those guys to separate himself. And so, yeah, I hope it's an alternating series type of thing. Man, put Demo out there first. And if he plays great, you keep him out there. If not, you put in Ambry Thomas, who was drafted beforehand. Not that that means much now at this point of the year. But you let those guys <laughs> figure it out. Now, here's where it gets scary. This is strength of their team. Jamar Chase, you know, I'll jump into this a little bit later. His stats, it's one of the best rookie wide receiving years all time, ever. Uh, definitely top five already. That That's how good he is. T. Higgins, incredible. He's got a foot issue, still incredible. And then their third guy, Tyler Boyd, guess what? Pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, he's pretty damn good. So, uh, lots of those things. Now, I, I want to step back from the Cincinnati game. And this is just something, I woke up early. Saturdays are awesome because I don't I don't teach on Saturdays and I wake up super early. And so I just get to spend about like three hours doing some type of research project that I want to do, whether it's 49ers or the opposing team, whatever. And so I went through and I charted because I'm a loser. Um, every single player, key player, that has missed games for the 49ers this year and what the 49ers record is without them. And I know that it's way more complex and nuanced than just, oh, if player A is out, the 49ers lose. I understand that. But I do think that it does a good job of painting an interesting picture on some players that are pretty damn uh, valuable and irreplaceable. Okay, So let's start at the bottom. And I, I think this is interesting. So this is just the 2021 year. The record of the 49ers when this player is not playing. Uh, starting with Javon Kinlaw. We're 5-3. and three. Without Javon Kinlaw. Does that mean Javon Kinlaw sucks? No, it doesn't. It means DJ Jones has balled out. It also means Eric Armstead has played very, very well in that spot as well. Um, Kinlaw was great. Rookie year. Struggled this year. Couldn't play through the injury. Whatever else. Curious to see what that's going to be like. And somebody even brought up like, oh, D, uh, DJ Jones is way better than Kinlaw. You're right. He's better than Kinlaw now. We're at year five for DJ Jones. We're in year two for Kinlaw. Now, if you compare year one Kinlaw versus year one DJ Jones, 1,000%, every single person would say Kinlaw was 100% better. So it, it took year four for DJ Jones to be dominant. And year five, this he, he's playing great. So interesting to see there. D Ford were three and two without him. We could definitely year, use a lot of help on the edge. Um, Arden Key's been great. Uh, Charles Omenihue's been all right. Jordan Willis been all right. Um, Aziz, we're 1-0 without Aziz. Mosley, we're 2-0 without Mosley. That's crazy to me. Um, because Mosley's by far been the best corner. <laughs> it's not even close. Um, that was interesting. Without Tart, we're 2-1. Hufunga played great filling in for him. So the, the, the drop-off isn't near as much. Sanu, we're 3-1 without Sanu. A lot of that's all Juwan Jennings. He has stepped up and been incredible. I'm not sure Mohamed Sanu's going to get that job back whenever he does come back, if he comes back. Uh, probably alternating that third wide receiver. Juwan Jennings, he's going to be that guy moving forward. Mike McGlinchey, 3-1 without Mike McGlinchey. That, that's probably one of my biggest ones that was like, whoa. The fact that Tom Compton 
has been almost identical to Mike McGlinchey. I think it says a lot about both of them. Uh, Compton has played up beyond his level. Now, I don't think he's been great. I don't even think he's been... He's been good. He's been good. But, like, this last week, Compton played very, very well. We went through the film. We watched every single play on our Patreon. Um, and Compton played great except for two plays, and those two plays were a safety and a stopped interception to tie the game. So, like, again, being the, his at his worst at the most crucial times, which is exactly who Mike Glinchy was, right? Josh Norman were 1-1 one one with and without him. Jimmy Garoppolo were 0-1. Oh the one game that he missed was that Cardinals game. Um, you know, again, just putting this in there, not trying to draw a lot of conclusions from all of them. Jimmy Ward were 0-1 oh without him. Warner, 0-1. Oh Trent Williams, 0-1. Oh Debo, 0-1. Oh Elijah Mitchell, we're 1-2. He's missed three games now. He's had a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. 1-2 without him. Kittle, 1-2 without him. Robbie Gold. Oh, Jason Aponte, I got to tag you with this one. 1-3 one without our kicker. And the only player, this, this one was very surprising to me, Shark. K1 Williams. We're 0-2 without him. And, and so, again, I'm trying to sandwich this conversation with, <laughs> you know, kind of, look, it, it, asterisk. It, it doesn't mean we lose every game without K1 Williams, but I do think it means this dude's very valuable. A lot of these people are very vi valuable. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's rough. I'm seeing this. Do we lose Raheem Mostert this offseason? Yeah, I think so. I think it's time for him to go make his money. Um, you know, 49ers wanted him to handle his injury a different way. He chose to end, end it a different way, which I don't blame him because he was on a one-year deal. And so, he's playing for his future. And I, I do not blame a player ever for doing that. I really, really don't. Um, I would like to have Mostert back, but good gosh, man, he has not played much at all. Uh, the times whenever he plays, he looks great, but it's just with our style of just running him so many times, it hasn't paid out for him. Now, you, you could say, well, he only ran the ball twice before he got injured this year. You're correct. Um, and so, again, um, you, Mostert's an, he's a free agent after this, this year, so it's not like we have to cut him or anything like that. Uh, that's what that is. Now, okay, I thought that was fun. Now let's jump back. Let's look at the history of the matchup between these two teams. Um, the 40, they've only played 16 times, the Bengals and 49ers. Niners have dominated. They've won 12 out. They're 12 and 4 against the Bengals. But here's the caveat. The Bengals have won three out of the last four. Um, and we have two Super Bowl wins against them in the 80s. So hashtag, what's up? You want some? You want some? Come get some. <laughs> no. uh, a couple other things. This was from Matt Barrows. I thought was really, really good. Shanahan is 9-1 on the East Coast games the last three seasons. 9-1. His first two seasons, we were like 0 for 6 or whatever on the East Coast. But they've since turned that around. So that, that's a huge change. The only loss we've had in the last three years on the East Coast is Baltimore. You remember that crazy game? Um, back in 2019, that was our Super Bowl run year where we should have won that game, but they converted their fourth. We didn't. That was the game. Now, you look at the Bengals on, at home. They're 3-3 three and three this year, but they've lost three out of the last four at home. 49ers on the road. Guess what? We're really, really good. We're 4-2. and two. Why are we so good on the road? Running game and good defense always travels well. Always travels well. And the 49ers have played by that moniker on the road. Will that continue? Now, what we're going to do next, a couple, couple things. We're about to jump into the defense, you know, just going through scouting where their ranks are, their coaching staff, their tree, uh, all that kind of stuff. But before we do, uh, I did something very different this week. And I, the feedback that we have received from our Patreon members has been huge. You can only get this over on Patreon. We did a behind the mic episode where I got kind of down to the nitty gritty uh, about, you know, coaching and adoption and my family, and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of very positive things. If you want to catch this, you have to head over to Patreon, patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. I thought I'd play a funny clip. This was the first day, uh, this clip that I would play. It's about a minute, but it, it put a smile on your face, hopefully. Uh, 
was the first day we became foster parents. And uh, so anyway, uh, I do want to apologize. I think there is one or two cuss curse words in here. Uh, but here we go. This is uh, <laughs> a real quick clip from the Patreon exclusive video only um, on the first day that I became a foster parent. So uh, <laughs> here we go. Hopefully you guys laugh with me on this one. But here's the sad thing. Okay, <laughs> we go to the grocery store again. This is the first day we met these people. Kids. Yeah, I right. I don't yeah. even know their damn name. And my wife and I joke around like we need to carry around a sign that says we're foster parents. Give us a break. Right. Because we, the very first day we have to go to Target to get their medications because they're on a bunch of medications and not enough. Like they needed way more. Within five minutes, this four-year-old who just busted open a girl's head not too long before there smashes a watermelon on the floor. And, like, I had it all planned out. Like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. And I tried, like, making it all cool, right? I'm like, right. we're going to go in. You've got the left side of the cart. Keep your hand there. you got the right side of the cart. <laughs> Keep your hand there. I'm going to let you pick your favorite cereal. I'm going to let you pick your favorite dessert. We you're could, be, like, and then you're dad of the year. It. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That's how I saw everything. Sure. That shit fell apart right away. I literally, the first aisle we go down, produce aisle, I turn this way, grab one thing, <laughs> turn back around. This four-year-old has a damn watermelon on top of his head with the evilest laugh, I've, as grin I've ever seen. And I'm too far away from him where I'm just like, hey, man, like <laughs> hostage negotiation. Hey, right. man, just that's awesome you picked it up that high. Can 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 you just hand it to me? And this mother effer just spikes it, man, like Ron Gronkowski, and it just splatters everywhere. And immediately, I I just I'm like, all right, what do I do here? What do I do here? And the first thing that came into my mind was walk away. Uh, now, um, that is um. Man, we, we, we did a two-part series. The first one just came out. Uh, so if you want to check that out, um, and again, like I know I said some like choice language or whatever, understand uh, the reason why I refer to the kids that way is because we adopted them and are still our kids today. So we joke around about it. Um, and, and I tell the story in a little bit of a lighthearted fashion because of the ending of the story. Um, and so that's why it is the way it is. Don't like, I'm not walking around like cussing at my kids or anything like that. That's not really who I am. But whenever I look back and tell those stories from good Lord, I think it was, uh, over 10 years now. Um, <laughs> it's funny, man. And you got to laugh at those things in those situations. So if you want to check that out and just kind of support the show, Patreon's the place to get that. That was part one. We're going to be doing part two here in about two weeks. That's going to be on there. But yeah, I wanted to walk away. And I go on and tell the story. As soon as I turned around, there were parents just judging the mess out of me. And I couldn't do it. So I had to like clean it with my shame, like whatever. Anyway, that's what that is. Now, let's jump back to the task at hand. That is the 49ers and the bagels. So let's let's deep dive, okay? Let's go into what is the Bengals' defense. Because, again, I keep saying this. The Bengals and the 49ers have a lot of overlap, a whole lot of overlap. And their defensive coordinator, okay, this is Lou Anarumo, uh, which is an awesome name. Um, he was the Dolphins DC all the way back in 2015 with Phil, uh, Joe Um, He's worked under Pat Shermer, Adam Gase, whatever else. This is his very first year. He's been at DC for four years now. This is his very first year as a DC having a defense ranked above 25th. <laughs> like, hasn't been good. Now, a lot of that is the teams he was on we're very, very bad um, before he got there. Well, currently, as far as DVOA goes, which, again, just kind of shows how good your defense is over other teams and the average and points and all that kind of stuff, um, they're currently 15th. 16th is average. 16th, 17th is right in the middle. That's where they are. Now, the strengths that they have, and again, remember, these are all out of 32 teams in the NFL where the ranks are. Fourth in rush attempts allowed per game. That's a direct opposition to what the 49ers are going to try to do. They don't allow teams to run the ball very often because they're pretty good on first and second down. Fourth fewest rushing yards. Fourth, these four numbers keep showing up, right? Fourth best against fourth down conversions with 42%. I feel like this is like Jim Carrey number 23 or whatever that movie is. That was a terrible movie, but whatever. Their fourth most tackles for losses. Now the 49ers are second in tackle for losses. Steelers passed us because they played Thursday. They got an extra game on us. Uh, hopefully we can pass them back for the first uh, in the NFL. Six passing touchdowns allowed. Seventh and fewest first downs. Now, 
Weaknesses. 27th in passing yards, which would tell you this could be a Jimmy Garoppolo game, but don't fall for it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't drink that Kool-Aid, man. It goes bad places. All right, Might as well be wearing white Nikes and looking for the stars. Some of you guys maybe got that reference. Some of you guys are like, wait, what? Uh, anyway, look it up. Now, uh, 25th in penalties called. This defense gets even more penalties called against them than us. Now, we dominate in pass interference. That's where we lead the league. Number one, baby. Um, but they get a lot of ticky-tack penalties. Um, they're not very disciplined on defense. And the majority of their rankings are all in that middle range, kind of 13 to 19, besides the ones that I mentioned there. But they're just an average defense. That's what they are. Again, 15th in their defensive DOA. Now, who are their kind of studs? They've got a couple of them. Trey Hendrickson is by far their best player on defense. They brought him over from the Saints, and he's been as advertised, one of the highest-paid free agents uh, this past year. 11 and a half sacks, and he has been incredible. However, he gets to go against the best player in the NFL, Trent Williams. Uh, the last time when he was with the Saints and he played against the 49ers, he had zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, but he did have two pressures. So you're hoping Trent will cancel that out. Now, their second-best player, Sam Hubbard, another Ohio State guy. Seven and a half sacks, 12 tackles for loss, which is a lot. Um, so that's going to be the matchup that I'm concerned about personally because, again, that's going to be Tom Compton's territory, which I don't like. So what I want to see is a whole bunch of tight end on the right side, running backs chipping to the right side, Kyle Juszczyk chipping to the right side. That's what I want to see. Now, if we're running the ball, that's where I want the tight end on the left side where you get that Kittle and Trent Williams kind of power block to the left. Uh, that So that's kind of where I want that to be. So that's their defense and kind of what that is. Um, now, JD, he says, I missed the hashtag CC, but it's a beautiful day, and we all get to hear your beautiful voice. That's what's up. I don't think anybody's ever called my voice beautiful, uh, but I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, that Kind words, JD, always bringing the positivity. Now, did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com couple things before we jump over to the offense. Uh, real quick, just want to take a moment and talk about, man, the 49ers rush road trip. If you haven't got your tickets for the L.A. thing yet, you need to head over there and do so. We only have five days left for our discounted hotel rates. Okay, so again, we're, that's the whole idea. We're staying at the hotel together. We're partying together. It's all in Hermosa Beach, which is my favorite part of one of my favorite parts of L.A. 
Uh, you can head over there and get your tickets now. Um, again, you click on LA, you scroll down, you can see the place for the hotel. We're staying at the Beach House on Hermosa, literally less than one block to where we're having our party at Sharky's, all that stuff. Um, and I do also want to give a shout out to the worldwide SoCal chapter because we're going to be tailgating with not one, but two people. Um, and two different chapters, which is going to be awesome. The 40 Wainos, and then we also have Worldwide SoCal Chapter. I'm going to have both those up on the site. Hopefully this weekend I'll be able to get that done. And this is going to be the biggest party. We've sold more tickets to this event than we have our previous two. It's blowing up. So if you want to, again, uh, head over there, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. And here is a real quick hype video um, from our last event in Chicago, which was incredible. Man, head over there. Get those tickets, please. Uh, come party with us. It's going to be the best time ever. Uh, I think I have six autographed jerseys to give away <laughs> that weekend, which is going to be fun. Uh, this just came out. The NFL's fines for the week, which that's what they are, the No Fun League, came out, and Arden Key gets flagged or fined $15,000 for his roughing the passer hit on Russell Wilson. Um, now, what's interesting also about this, Charles who did not get flagged for his. And Daryl Taylor, the Seahawks player who had the hit to the side of the head, the crazy dirty hit to Elijah Mitchell that uh, resulted in his concussion, no fine there. Which goes to tell you, I mean, just constant reemphasis, NFL does not care about player safety. They care about quarterback safety. Understand that. That's what it's about. If you don't sell jerseys, they don't give a damn about you. And that's just the sad reality. Um, you touch Russell Wilson, you're getting fined. Period. It, it, you, you knock cold a running back on the side of the head on a cheap shot? Hey, man, go about your business, sir. Doing the Lord's work. I hate that, man. I absolutely hate the message that they constantly... You get flagged the exact same amount for not tucking in your shirt <laughs> than you do for knocking a player unconscious on a dirty hit. Um, ah, it's gross as hell, man. Um, but at the end of the day, NFL is all about business and it's all about money. And that's what they're going to protect, not players. They do not give a crap about player safety. Anytime they say that, just know, hashtag BS. Uh, that, that's just the truth of the matter. Uh, they're just trying to protect the bottom dollar. They want to protect the QBs. I'll back off of my rant now. All right, here we go. Now, um, let's see here. Uh, somebody say, Tommy says, John really likes the Trojans fight on. No, sir, I do not. Uh, I have a law court. I was in the stands with Vince Young. Beat y'all. Sorry, Rear Ritz. You weren't sorry. Y'all were really good, actually. Uh, when we beat y'all in the Rose Bowl. So you best be careful, man. Don't bring that in here, Tommy. I'll come swing it. Longhorns have been bad since then. But uh, <laughs> let me have my moment. Now let's talk about the offense of the Cincinnati Bengals, which is really... That's kind of their pride and joy. That's their ticket. That's what they are. And let's listen to the man himself, Fred Warner, captain of the defense, back this week, baby, said he's 100%, talks about playing against Cincinnati. Very talented group all, all across the board. You mentioned all, you mentioned those guys. Um, you know, the guy in particular that obviously I got to focus on is, is Mixon. Um, playing against, I played against him back in 19, played against him actually in high school uh, during like seven-on-seven, seven, uh, you know, kind of tours and, um, you know, you see it, you see it to, still to this day, the, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, the shiftiness. Uh, he's a bigger back. He's going to run through, run through tackles. Um, so we got to, we got to make sure we're, we're on point. So I'm curious to see how, uh, Warner's going to respond. He's only missed one game his entire career. That was last week. Does he come out freaking pumped up, whatever? Because again, you look at 
Mixon, guess what? He's sick. And practiced all week. Like, non-COVID illness. We'll have to see what that looks like. That, that's going to be a big difference, a kind of issue, uh, if you will, for me. Because it, it, it's different. Now, um, here's here's the deal. So, Zach Taylor is their offensive coach. Um, their head coach and offensive whatever. But they also have Brian Callahan, who's 37 years old, younger guy. He was an assistant under Kubiak and Josh McDaniels all the way back in Denver. But this is all the Zach Taylor show. Now, this question I thought was interesting because a little bit of slugs thrown here from Zach Taylor. This is the head coach of the Bagels. Asked about if he considers himself to be a part of the Shanahan, Daddy Shanahan, coaching tree. No, um, not really. You know, it, it, my my, uh, my father-in-law came from the Houston Texans when when we started working together at the at Texas A&M. So that was my first opportunity to really study the Gary Kubiak, which which in a lot of ways is is Mike Shanahan. I'm sure I just never went back that far to to Denver, but um, then I started working with Clint Kubiak. <clears throat> so we spent every Sunday watching the game, you know, to see what the Texans were doing. Kyle was on that staff. He was the quarterback coach initially, and then became the court, the coordinator. Um, so I, I fell in love with the Houston Texans offense, which is whoever you want to give the credit to. There's a lot of people involved that made that thing go, and, and it's still the principles carried to us, L.A., San Francisco, New York Jets, you know, Green Bay Packers. Everybody is influenced by um, Denver, Houston Texans, whoever you want to give that credit to. It's, it's, uh, it's all in that same family. Man, I'll tell you this. Like, if, I, if I'm Kyle Shanahan listening to that, and trust me, I did, like – he gave a lot of credit to a lot of people. He never gave any credit to Daddy or Kyle Shanahan. And that that irks me, right? Like, I'm not related to Kyle, whatever. It still pisses me off. Like, yes, he... That's, that shot's fired, man. Like, <laughs> come on now. You gave no credit, you know, whoever you want to give it. Give credit to the Shanahan's. Yeah, Kubiak for sure. Lots of other people for sure. But all right. Those shots fired now. Now, Zach Taylor's interesting because he went from one of the most likely to be fired coaches in the NFL to, all right, he's doing all right. They're 7-5. and five. They're in the playoff hunt. Pretty safe. No doubt about it. Let's look at the statistics. Where do they fit categorically, right? They get 32 teams in the NFL. Here's their strengths. Third best in red zone scoring percentage. 49ers are still number one in the last five years. We're there. But they're very good. They get a lot of touchdowns. Seventh in points, seventh in first downs, seventh in yards per passes, seventh in rush touchdowns. Ninth in passing touchdowns, tenth in passing yards. Weaknesses, interceptions. They throw them all the time. Joe Burrow does not protect the ball. Now he's got a broken peaky. 27th in interceptions, 14 on the year. 24th in turnovers, 22nd in yards per rush. Again, just slightly above average in a lot of things, but their offensive DOA... DVOA, sorry, is 19th. So they're actually a below-average offense. They got all the splash plays, though. Scheme, very similar to what he said. Uh, it's going to look pretty identical to what we do, except they their base is three wide receivers, where we have 21 personnel, two running backs and a tight end, two wide receivers. Uh, they do a whole bunch of three wide receiver looks. That's what they do. What's up, Philip? Glad to see you here, bro. Um, and man, I love this. Yeah, Thomas, he says, 49ers rush road trip still unbeaten. That is true. Been to four games this year. We have won four games. Uh, we're 4 0, baby. Um, I need to get to more games. It's just really hard to do as a teacher and a son with football games, <laughs> kids with football games. It's hard. I'm trying, guys. Um, I'm trying. But let's talk about the players to watch out for, which I think we know, right? Joe Burrow. He's incredible. He's a, he's a hell of a player. He's going to be around for a long time. He's going to be a good quarterback, and I think he already is. But his four last games, by far the worst. He's only thrown one touchdown or zero touchdowns in his last four games. He's never done that in his previous eight. So this dude was hitting two or three touchdown passes every single game until the last month. His last four games have not been good. However, I don't expect that trend to continue, if I'm going to be honest with you. This game sets up very, very nicely, very nicely um, with what's happening for the Cincinnati Bengals passing attack. It, it bothers me. Now listen to the head coach himself, Kyle Shanahan, talk about the Cincy skill guys. Uh, as good as anyone. I mean, I think Boyd has been one of the more underrated receivers in this league over the last five years. Um, they just got a 
looks like a pretty generational talent in, in Chase this year, and um, Higgins was one of the best receivers in the draft last year. So that's uh, three guys, a good quarterback, good tight end, a good running back. They've got a lot of talent. You cannot argue that. Um, and, man, I'm a big Tyler Boyd guy. Him coming out of pit, I was such a big fan of. But they don't even have to rely on him because he's the third best wide receiver, which is crazy to me. I don't know how that exists. Now, let's talk about Jamar Chase. Because, whoo! I had Jamar Chase as my number three player in my NFL draft rankings that I do every year, which I am excited. Uh, you know, I know the 49ers don't have a first-round pick, but that just means I got to dive deeper this year because second, third, fourth, all those different things. And again, if you're part of our Patreon package, the offseason is the best time to be a part of it um, because you get all I got. I get access to all of the uh, scouting coaching tape for all these prospects. And man, I put out so many breakdowns. Uh, it's going to be bananas this year. And we're going to have a huge NFL draft party. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this yet. So the 49ers rush road trip, we're throwing a party in Vegas. And it's going to be the biggest party we've ever thrown. Uh, I, I can't share too much, but uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, some 49ers players are going to be there. So uh, just uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save the rest, but just uh, prepare for that. You're all going to Vegas this year in April for the draft, and you're going to be partying with me and some 49ers players. So just uh, bookmark that. Save that on your calendar. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the rest of that later on. Now, listen to how good Jamar Chase has been. Again, I had him number three, and I might have been too low. Um. He is insane. He might be the best rookie wide receiver since Randy Moss. Moss had 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns, okay? If Jamar Chase just stays exactly on pace with where he is now, he's going to finish the year with 1,400 yards, more than Moss, and 12 touchdowns, fewer than Moss considerably. Now, Jefferson last year was considered one of the best rookie wide receivers ever. He had 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns. So he, he kind of fits... In between there, like Jamar Chase is, I, I told everybody he was Andre Johnson, you know, just basically recreated and everybody's like, no, nothing like um separation. But no, dude, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm kind of good at this draft stuff sometimes. <laughs> and, and like, I staked my claim on this dude and how great he was. Uh, he is freaking really, really good. What's up, Mr. Sanders? Glad to see you guys. Uh, I, I love it, man. Lots of people here. Also got to talk about T Higgins and Joe Mixon. They're just really good. That's how they're built. They're built outside in. They have Jonah Williams at left tackle. He's given up the most sacks, the most pressures on the team, but he is a good run blocker. They don't have a great offensive line. They really, really don't. But where they do excel, and this scares me as much as anything, special teams. 49ers suck at special teams. Cost us three games this year. Since he's number 10, they have a top 10 special teams unit in DVOA. That's one of the scariest stats I've found, and I don't like it, and it makes me want to take a shower, and now I'm mad because our 49 special team, I have zero faith in. It's been so bad, um, and we'll have to see what that looks like. Now, before we jump to our previews and all that kind of predictions and stuff like that, which is going to be different this week, a uh, real quick word from my bookie that we're going to talk about our bets of the week. <laughs> Cryptocurrency is the future. So don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie, and you can get your first deposit of crypto doubled using promo code 49ERS. Double your first crypto deposit. And the best part of this, my bookie accepts all well-known cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. They do all of them. And you can withdraw your money even faster if you're willing to take uh, currency and all the, uh, the cryptocurrencies and all those things. So... Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 using promo code 49ERS. And head to my bookie today. Place your bets and watch the sparks fly. We also have UFC 269. You want to bet on the fights? That's there for you as well. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right. Now, uh, let's talk about this because, again, like I'm going to say this. I'm not touching the 49ers this week until I know if Debo's playing or not. Uh, I have no 49ers bets in right now, and I'm not touching them. I'm not going to until if Debo plays, then I'm going to be betting, and it's going to affect big time um, that spread. Now, the 49ers are currently minus 1.5. We're still favored to win this game by a point and a half on the road. So the, the money loves the 49ers, and I saw a couple questions on here. Um... Yeah, Frank, he says, where are the O-line players for Cincy and how does the 49ers D-line rotation match up? Oh, our 49ers defensive line is much better than the Cincinnati's offensive line. Again, they're, they're inverted roster construction. Okay, Cincy, 
Offense, build outside, skill positions in. 49ers defense, defensive line out. We don't even have corners. We don't even, like, like we, we got Josh Norman out there, man. Uh, we got good safeties. We got good linebackers. We got good D-line. And again, this game is going to be a little bit of a test towards, uh, how do I say this? A little bit of a test towards, you know, what's the correct way to build this team? Because these teams are so similar, but they don't ever play each other. And so the matchup, who's it going to favor? Can Cincinnati throw the ball all over the field? Or are the 49ers going to be able to hit their quarterback so much that they can't get into what they want to? Now, um, Adam, he asked, where's the Cincinnati takeover? I have no hand in any of this. Uh, I did post a link in the chat uh, for Cincinnati. That's one of the Ohio uh, fan chapters. If you want to check that out, I put their profile there. So reach out to them for sure. Um, again, you know, I'd love to be able to help out more with that. But unfortunately, again, next year, oh, I'm there. Uh, this is my last year teaching, right? Uh, so I keep telling you guys this. Like, I, I want to be the person to go to for the 49ers faithful across the thing. So, because again, I always would go to games by myself. My wife works, you know, for a church. She works on Sunday. So if I'm going to a game, uh, the families, they're there at church. So I'll go by myself. And so I'd show up in my personality. You guys know me. I'm going to walk into your tailgate and say, what's up, man? Can <laughs> we hang out? And. Sometimes they would say yes, sometimes they say no. But I understand not everybody's like that. So a big part of this 40 hours rush road trip is, man, just building the community. So sorry I'm not there in Cincy. Sorry I wasn't there last week in Seattle. Uh, the future, that will be changed dramatically. Now, back to bets of the week. I'm not touching. Now, if you bet with us the past three weeks, we've crushed it. I mean, it's not even like, I don't even know how to get into the tripling, quadrupling, your buddy, whatever else. We've added zeros to your account balance. And we've bet really heavy. Well, you got to be smart about it. I'm not betting heavy this week. This is the least amount I will bet all year for a week in the NFL. I'm betting very little. And so don't give your money back. Be smart. You earned it if you bet with us. Like, this week, I don't like it. It's just a bad slate of games, too many divisional games, too many question marks. Uh, I'm just staying away from this week almost altogether. The, my one big bet I'm doing this week, and if I do add more, they'll be on Patreon, as always. I'm doing a two-team teaser, a plus seven-point teaser. I'm take the, taking the Chargers over the Giants. The Chargers are minus 2.5 with that seven-point addition. Giants haven't scored over 13 points in a month. Uh, they're going to cross the entire country to play in um, Los Angeles. Mike Williams and Chris Harris are both on track to play. And when they get announced to play, that spread's going to jump up a point and a half probably. So I love the Chargers over the Giants. I think Giants are just a really bad team. I'm taking the Packers over the Bears. Minus 5.5 with this spread. Okay, again, you get seven points deducted from that. Bears have lost six out of seven. And this game's in Green Bay. Uh, listen to this stat. This, I thought this was fun. Bears have forced four turnovers in the last two months. That's it. And that same time, they've turned the ball over 15 times. They're not playing good football. Their defense, I know it's the Bears defense. They're not playing like the Bears defense. The Packers have won every game at home this year. They're 5-0 and by at least 10 points. <laughs> so bet 15 to win 10. I'm going pretty big on that one. Uh, but that's, I'm not doing a lot of bets. Again, I'll share the rest of them. Um over there on uh, Patreon if you want those. So let's jump in now and let's talk about this. Usually I do predictions. Kittle's going to get this many targets. We're going to this many rushes, whatever. Else. I'm not doing any predictions this week. I'm not. There's way too many damn question marks. Still up in the air to put a logical whatever on it. So what I want to, again, I don't know if Debo's playing or not. These are the things I want to see. That's how, that's how I'm handling this section here. The 49ers D-line needs to get a lot of pressure and control this game. I talked earlier about how these teams were built inverse of each other. Exact opposites, right? Um, and so Joe Burrow, guess what? He's been sacked the second most times in the NFL. Only Lamar Jackson has been sacked more times with 37. How many sacks has Joe Burrow got? 36. Hopefully he can become the most sacked quarterback in the NFL after this week. Now, uh, this is funny because Joe Burrow and Nick Bosa, they're friends, right? They know each other. They play video games together. They came out early. Here's a super quick clip on Joe Burrow being asked if he's excited to play against Nick Bosa. Uh, I think I'd prefer to see him in the offseason and hang out with him then. I love Joe Burrow. I love his attitude. I love his personality. He's a cool dude. Uh, but, yeah, like you got to make him uncomfortable. And 
let me tell you this. As a former coach, former player, former whatever, it matters when you know the people on the other side. It matters when they're your friends. It matters when they're your enemies. Like, it, trust me, man. They've been talking trash against each other all week. And, like, all of the Ohio State people are all watching this game because it's like watching your two children battle at it. And it's going to be fun. I, I'm pretty excited about this. Um, and kind of seeing what's going on here. Uh, Mr. Superfly has a question. Let me see here. Um, he says, this is kind of random. But have you heard about k Williams? Oh, my gosh. I should have read this one before I asked it. Have you heard about k Williams running into Grant Cohn in the elevator of the hotel? They're at Cincinnati. Uh, k chose to wait for the next elevator. Um, <laughs> I have not heard that. But it makes complete sense, right? Like, um, you choose to participate in certain practices and negativity or positivity, or you choose to avoid those things, um, which I completely get. Why, why would you uh, want to subject yourself to certain things? I don't know. And uh, I'll, I'll say this. Grant works really hard. I'll give him that. Dude's the hardest working guy out there. Uh, I, I don't think anybody else. Here's how I say this. I learned this from from my dad at a young age. Like, don't ever let anybody outwork you. And that that's a man, a mantra that I've lived by my entire life. Whether it was coaching, teaching, I'm the first teacher at school every single day. Um, you know, I whenever I was coaching, I opened the stadium and the locker rooms and I closed it down. It was important to me to set that tone as a podcaster, teacher, and a coach all at the same time. It's hard to juggle all three of those things. But I will say this: Grant might not work harder than me. He, I sure as hell don't work harder than him. That dude puts out so much material, and I respect the hell out of that. And he shares his platform, which I respect the hell out of. Do I appreciate all the hot takes and negativity? Obviously not. That's not who I am. Um, but I don't want to just, like, throw shots at people or whatever else. But that is hilarious. <laughs> and I respect to K-1. <laughs> I don't know what else to say there. Uh, now, the 49ers corners, sticking with K-1 Williams, can't get us killed. Not worried about K1 at all in the least. Dude's a top five slot corner, hands down. But on the outside, this is the biggest biggest lopsided matchup for either team, offense, defense, whatever. Their wide receivers, our cornerbacks. The biggest drastic in talent and production and whatever. You just can't get killed there. They're... Our corners aren't going to win the matchup. I'm telling it's not happening. You just can't allow it to get to that gross factor, right? You remember the Miami game a year ago with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, you remember that? The Colts game this year? Like, you remember that? You can't let it get to those parameters. You, you can lose that matchup and still win this game. You just can't let them bully you at those positions. Safety's got to help out. Got to get pressure offensively we got to run the ball no matter what we, we, we know all that but without elijah mitchell we have not seen it we haven't seen it and without depot yikes <laughs> we got to have one of those two um i don't care about yards per carry i don't care if we average two yards per carry run the ball 30 times you do not win this game with jimmy garoppolo throwing the ball 30 plus times can you win the game like that yeah is that the way you want to no too many negatives now, somebody asked earlier, I don't know where I missed this. I, I apologize. I tried to flag it, but I, I think I flagged it twice. Oh, here it is. Peter uh, from Facebook. He asked this, is this the week or is there any chance that Trey gets snaps this week? I would say this week makes more sense than ever before. Because again, you've got to generate some running game and that's not going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jeff Wilson back there. Now you put Trey Lance in there just for a couple plays, just four or five plays. Whether it's the goal line, third and one, fourth and one. Don't do that zone read crap, <laughs> zone read keep with Jimmy Garoppolo in the middle of the field at fourth and one. Don't do that. Uh, but yeah, this week makes sense, actually, logically, for Trey Lance to get sub snaps. I'm not saying he should start. That's not what I'm saying at all. It makes sense. Will Kyle do it? I doubt it. Um, but if this is the first time in probably a month where I've been like, Dude, this makes perfect sense. Why not? Let's just see it. Uh, that's the Christmas miracle we need, baby. Tis the season. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> um, now, um, and also George Kittle's going to have to dominate. We saw Kittle have a career day last week and lose. In order for us to be competitive in this game, Kittle's got a ball out. Now, Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, was very hesitant to give the Shanahan family any positive whatsoever. 
But listen to him talk about George Kittle here. George Kittle is, um, you know, I, I don't get into the arguments of who the top tight end is in the league, but but I w- wouldn't argue against anybody who who makes cases for that. You know, he's um, been consistent for a really long time. He's not just a, a pass threat. He's he's very physical in the run game. Um, can help him in a lot of different ways, and um, it's it's amazing for being one of the top tight ends. He's the third best player to ever come out of his high school, which is rare that. Uh, People from Norman High would be able to say that, but um, he's just—we got all the respect in the world for him. He's a guy they really count on. He makes a ton of plays uh, whenever they need it. I remember seeing it firsthand at the Rams over and over and over, and and I you see it on the tape, especially against Seattle, the performance he just had, where you catch it. And sometimes it feels like for a lot of guys it'd be a five-yard gain, and for him it can be an 80-yard touchdown in a heartbeat. So. And part of what makes him so great is he's so physical in the run game, and such a part of what they do in the run game that you get used to him factoring into that. And then all of a sudden they, they use their play actions and their sneaks and their um, keepers and all that stuff to slip him out. And, and all of a sudden now you're a step late on him and you can't afford to be because he's got such speed and power um, that, that he really hurts you that way. Uh, you got to love what he says there, and he's right. Now, earlier this podcast, I told you I'm taking the Chargers over the Giants, and I told you Chris Harris and Mike Williams were going to be activated, or at least expected to be. Well, guess what? As we're recording live, Adam Schefter, Chargers just activated Chris Harris Jr. and Mike Williams from um, the reserve list. So if you haven't bet yet, go bet right now because that line's about to change by a full point. Um, So if you haven't got that bet in, you better get over there quick to my bookie because that thing's changing quick. Now back to the 49ers and what's most important. Dimitri, he says, man, they're going to have Kittle locked up. They have to. And I think that's what they're going to try to do. Okay? And that's fine. The 49ers can win this game without Kittle doing the all-world stuff if he's getting double-teamed, which usually happens. But if that's the case, Brandon freaking Ayuk has to do something. I, I, The Patreon breakdown, I was very upset. I'm a big Ayuk fan. Oh, I'm so big. I'm such a big Ayuk fan. I got a couple autographed jerseys I'm excited to give away at the Rush Road Trip of Brandon Ayuk. He, he had his worst game as, as a pro. As a, his worst game was last week. And you'd be like, oh, well, Jimmy didn't have good passes and whatever else. And you're right. But Ayuk did not deliver at all until it was the last drive of the game and whatever else. Like, he was really, really bad. I got him with three drops last week. And he's not a guy that drops the ball often. He has to prove he could be the playmaker, the number one guy without Debo there. He did it last year, but that was with Nick Mullins, not Jimmy Garoppolo. They're different quarterbacks. So I think you're right, Dimitri. They're going to try to take away Kittle. You just heard their coach talk for a minute and a half about how great Kittle is. Well, Ayuk, you got to step up. And if you're going to keep pace offense for offense, you can't lose in special teams. Ugh, I don't want to leave, leave this one mad. Special teams hurt both the offense and defense. Put them in bad positions back-to-back-to-back-to-back times. Literally six possessions were ruined by special teams last week. Can't do that again. This is a top 10 special teams unit. Talking about the Bengals. Better bring it, Coach Hightower. You better bring it. Now, the 49ers can win this game. Make no mistake. I am not betting and or predicting them to win this game. If Debo plays, I'm going heavy on the action. Uh, Then I think that changes things. But without Elijah Mitchell and without Debo, I cannot trust Kyle Shanahan to be the Kyle Shanahan we know and love. He fights scared. And so until I see him do something differently, I am not betting this game, and I'm not predicting the 49ers to win. God, I hope they win. But I'm trying to be real. I I don't want to just come on here every time and say, oh, 49ers are winning. 49ers are winning. That's not what I want to do. I'm not predicting them to win this game. Now, if Debo plays, then I will. It's going to be close, but that's where we are. Um, You guys are incredible. I hope you enjoyed this show. We're going to be live right afterwards, okay? Right after the game, we'll be live. I'm going to try to get a hype video out in the morning. Um, But, man, head over to Patreon. Go check out that Behind the Mic episode and be frankly honest with me. I I shared the watermelon story. Uh, There's a lot more stuff in there that's pretty hardcore that I don't want to share on this feed. Um, But let me know what you think. Support the podcast. Support the show. Um, And... Man, just keep being awesome. You guys are incredible. Really do appreciate you guys and all the support. Um, And until next time, man, tomorrow, big game day. We don't have a lot left. Enjoy it. Even these games, uh, enjoy them. Appreciate you guys. And as always, stay strong, faithful.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.